Good morning, Crossroad. I'm Pastor Lauren. We are so excited that you are joining us for church today. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we're so excited about what God is doing in your homes today. We're believing that God's presence is going to show up in your living rooms, not only in Florence, but all across the world. God is moving, and we're so excited about that. So let's just sing and praise him this morning. Don't hold back. It's okay. There's a limited group. They all know what you sound like. It's a good thing. We also just want to let you know that we're just going to pray this morning um, over what God is going to be doing in this place. So if you would bow your heads with me, let's just pray and welcome God into your homes and into church today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you have so much going on for us. God, we thank you that you have so much in store for us, that you love us immensely, that you would show up everywhere that we are. We're so excited that the Bible says that you are omnipresent, meaning you are everywhere at the same time. God, I'm believing that you are going to invade our living rooms this morning, that you're gonna invade our homes and touch our families and touch our lives. Jesus, direct our lives, direct our hearts and our thoughts to engage with you in your name, amen. Let's worship, church. I worship you, I 
stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working, even when I don't see it, you're working, even when I don't feel it, you're working, you never stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keep light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Yes, that is who you are. 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 Wherever you are right now, I just want you to begin to remind yourself of who God is. Begin to begin to say all the things that God is. That you are faithful, Lord. That you are good. That you are compassionate. That you are gracious. That you are our healer. That you are our sustainer. 
You are our provision, God. That is who you are. You are our support. You are our strength. You are our place of refuge where we go, where we run, where we hide, where we are restored, God. That is who you are. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Way make miracle work, promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Sing one more time. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Yes, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are.
we've lifted up your name. God, we recognize that there's power to change our thoughts and our minds and our hearts, God. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for today. Thank you so much for the message that we are about to hear. God, I pray that it would encourage us right where we are. I pray that we would be equipped to face whatever lies before us. And so just thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Get comfortable, grab a cup of coffee. Let's welcome Pastor up as he brings the word this morning. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Get comfortable. This is church as unusual. <laughs> Here we are. I just want to encourage all of you for, for being with us. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, I have seen people coming in from Yuma, from uh, all over, uh, Spokane, here in Florence, Eugene, 
Uh, it's a delight to have all of you with us this morning, and we trust that you will enjoy his presence and that you will be encouraged by what God is doing for us. You know, I've had people ask, how can we give? Uh, I've had several of our people asking that question, and there's a couple ways, and you'll be hearing more about it later. But uh, you can give uh, either by mailing in your checks to Crossroad Assembly, 3347, P.O. Box 3347 here in Florence. Or you can bring them by and slip them under the door. Or we have a locked uh, mailbox at the south entrance of our parking lot. Or you can go online at florencecrossroadag.org and it will prompt you as to how to give as well. This morning, we are here together, and these are moments that are challenging to all of us. Never in the history of, I think, our world have we ever been in this kind of a situation. It's not just here in Florence. It's all over the world. Literally, the world is experiencing a lockdown together, if you will. And in it, there are moments that can bring surprise, fear, anxiousness. All of those things are part of where we are today. I was kind of amused. I heard the story of a little lady that was driving and she was pulled over by a state police officer and the officer came to her window. She said, sir, what, what did I do wrong? And she said, he said, well, ma'am, you were driving a little bit fast. She says, you know, I probably was. I was a little bit distracted. She's, he said to her, he says, well, can I have your license registration, please? And so she hands him her license, her registration, and her concealed carry permit. And he looked at her and he says, ma'am, are, are you carrying? And she says, well, as a matter of fact, I am. I have a 380 in my purse and I have a 357 in the glove box and a 9 millimeter in the door. He looked at her and he says, ma'am, are you afraid? She says, not a I'm not afraid of a thing, sir. I'm not afraid of a thing. Most of us today are asking, what in the world is going on? How do we deal with the stuff of life? How do we cope with all of the things that are happening? There are a lot of people that are very fearful. I, in talking with some people this week, have found that anxiety, fear, frustration, it's setting in on some people. And I'm, I'm here to share with you some good things this morning. It's 2.30 in the morning. You wake up and you can't go back to sleep. You toss, you turn, you fidget. Finally, you get up because everybody else in the house is asleep but you. In six hours, you're going to start a brand new job. A job that you've never done before. You're going to become the low man on the totem pole. You're 23. You've just graduated from college. It's your first major job. You're 33. You have two children, a wife. You have responsibilities. You're 43. You're the product of a layoff. And now you're having to find a new beginning. You're 53. A tough time to begin again. You're 63. What's this going to do with retirement? How am I going to make it? You see, anxiety knows no age. It knows no limit. It doesn't know whether you're male, female, or whatever. Anxiety is a part of life. Now a virus, economic upheaval. What are we going to do? 
what does this anxiety mean? What does the anxiousness that we're feeling, what does it mean to you and me? Well, it means one thing. You're part of the human family. It's part of life. You know, life is real. Even Jesus experienced anxiety. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to assume all of the sin of mankind. He's about to take on all of humanity's challenge and problem. And in that process, the anxiousness that came. I would that this cup would pass from me, he said. But nevertheless, an anxiousness came to the point that in the moments of his exertion of prayer, capillaries in the vascular system of his forehead began to burst and tears and, 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 and sweat mingled with blood began to come down his very face. Anxiety, it's normal. But anxiety comes with life. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it should dominate our life. And that's the thing that I've been sharing with people this week. Yes, these are interesting moments. But no, I'm not afraid. And actually, I feel very much at peace. And the reason for it is that I don't believe it's God's will to live our lives drenched in some kind of anxiety. He wants us to have a life characterized by peace and calm, not chaos, with peace, not panic. Listen to what Paul writes in Philippians 4. In verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. If you didn't get it the first time, he said, I'm going to repeat it. Dale, rejoice in the Lord always. And if you don't understand it, with an exclamation point, rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. And then these words, the Lord is at hand. God isn't a land, an absentee landlord. He's not sitting out there in space unconcerned. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I like that word guard. In the original Greek, it literally means to garrison. He has pulled together the armies of heaven to protect you from the enemy of your soul. That's what it's saying. He will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Wow, that passage of Scripture has been with me this month. As I've pondered it and thought about it, there are several things that I want to extract from it to help you this morning. You know, we live in the land of stars and stripes, but really today it's the land of stress and strife. And I believe that God has something for all of us. You know, America is officially the most anxious nation in the world, literally, in all of the measurements, the, the anxiety levels of America are huge. It's, it, it overwhelms me when I think about that because when you think of all that we have, we have the safest cars on the road. We have technology that, that's beyond the, the, the frame of our human 
capacity. Our hospitals and our medical systems and our, are, are beyond the, the norm. And yet we find ourselves as the most anxious people in the planet. Third world countries don't res register the anxiety levels that we do as Americans. I read something this past week that, that really bothered me. It says 200,000 incoming college freshmen scored, scored lower in all mental health, coping capacities, and emotional stability than the rest of the world. And this, this statistic grabbed me even more, that the average child in an American school system exhibits the same anxiety today as a psychiatric patient in 1950. You think about that, with all of the things that we have, with the securities that we have, with all of the blessings that we have been given, and yet anxiety rages that high. And then add to that all of the dynamics that we have in today's world with this pandemic that has trapped many in their homes. Anxiety isn't fun. And with all that's going on today, it tends to increase. So what can we do? I'm not naive enough to believe that one message or even a book is going to change the course of your life. But I do believe that there are things that we can find and we can pick up in this passage that maybe will help us a little bit. Paul challenges us to be anxious for nothing. I would have been happy if it had said, just be anxious a little while or be anxious for nothing on Thursday or Friday. But he says, be anxious for nothing. I happen to be a person that enjoys language and looking at the language, the tense of, of, the, of the language says a lot. In fact, this is a, a present active state. It's an ongoing state. So what he's basically saying is don't be in a state of perpetual anxiety. Think about that. We live in anxiety overload load as, as people. So how do we move from chaos to calm. I, I like the concept, that word calm. It's a four-letter word, C-A-L-M. And as I look at this passage out of Philippians 4, there are four points that come to me that I really feel are an acrostic of that term. The first one is celebrate God's goodness. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. It's intentional rejoicing. It's purposed. It's planned. What he's saying is don't meditate on the mess. The more you stare at the problem, the bigger it becomes. Can I give you a piece of just simple common sense? You get up in the morning, you have your coffee, you have your devotions, you pray. You turn on the news and, and you watch it. Turn it off after a bit because it's kind of like a soap opera. It just goes on and on and on and on. And if that's all you're watching all day long, it's going to drag you down beyond worth. Turn it off. Turn it back on later in, in the evening if you want to catch a, a rerun. But all it's going to be is a regurgitation of all of the stuff day in, day out. Fix your gaze on Jesus don't keep looking at the problem and the mess. I love the way that, that David says it in Psalms 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. You can look at the mess on, on earth or you can look at the promises of God and his benefit to us. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. 
It's interesting that when Peter kept his eye on Jesus, he could even walk on water. But when he began to take his gaze off of Jesus and put it on the wind and the waves, he began to sink. Is God greater than this? Is, is he, has he ever failed? Is he going to start failing today? Is he bigger than the battle that you're facing right now? He isn't going to have his first defeat today, friend, because he is still God Almighty. The path, as I, as I look at this, we're here to celebrate, here to celebrate who he is. Secondly, ask God for help. Celebrate who he is. Celebrate the blessings that you have and ask him for help. Fear triggers either despair or prayer. One of the two. Fear is something that we really don't need to allow controlling our life. The path of peace is always paved by prayer. I, I don't know where that quote came from, but I like it. The path of peace is always paved by prayer. Isaiah 43, 26 says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. He's saying, God, I come to you. I join you. I agree with you. And you hear me and you hear my case. You know, sometimes when we remind the Lord of the things that he said, it's reminding us of what he has said and that we can become a partner in this venture of prayer. One of my favorite passages of Scripture is found in Isaiah 41 or 43. In verse 1, it says, But now, thus saith the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. He knows my name. He knows your name. He knows where you live. You are mine, he says. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Isn't it interesting that when God brought the children of Israel to the Red Sea, he didn't remove the Red Sea. He made a way through the Red Sea. And he's going to do the same thing for you in this storm that we're facing. You find a promise that fits your problem. You stand on that promise. And you make that promise your prayer. God, you're going to be with me. Proverbs 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Third thing is leave your concerns with God. You ever had a problem with a car and you had to take it into a mechanic and you had to leave the car there? Did you take a sleeping bag and put it on the floor and sleep beside your car while it was there? Did you stand next to the mechanic and say, I'm here in case you need my advice? No. You left it there because you knew that he was skilled enough to take care of your car. I think sometimes we have more faith in a mechanic than we do in God. We have problems, we bring them to the Lord, and then we pick them up and we take them home with us. You know, I think you need to make a declaration. And I'm going to ask you to make this declaration with me. Today... I resign from being the ruler of the universe. Let God be God. Let him handle these things. 
Listen to what it says in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So along with prayer, I need to bring thanksgiving. Prayer and thanksgiving. Anxiety and gratitude refuse to share the same heart. You cannot be grateful and you cannot be fretful and fearful at the same moment. It is impossible. We need to begin to think about what God's done. Some of you feel, say, or, you know, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm stuck in my home. Well, you have a home. I, I don't like it that I can't be out doing things. But you are safe. Rather than looking at the negative, why don't we think about the good things that God has provided for us? You know, one of the things that hits me is I've had a lot of things because of busy schedules and time slots that I haven't been able to get done. I've had plenty of time in the last couple of weeks. I mean to tell you, I've, I've got yard work finished. I've, I've even washed windows. I hate washing windows. I, I power wash my sidewalk and driveway. I, I, there's many things, projects. I have drawers that I've actually organized. Can you believe? I know Pastor Lauren would be thrilled with that. I'm thankful for the good things that God has blessed me with, the good things that he's provided in life for me. I want to thank God for his goodness. I want to thank him for his faithfulness. I want to thank him for his mercy. I want to thank him for his peace. I want to thank him for his blessings in my life. I want to thank him for the answers to prayer. What are you thankful for? You know, there's an old song that says, Count your many blessings, name them one by one. I think sometimes we need to do that. You can beat the battle with anxiety by the power of gratitude. There's one more aspect that I want to finish with. You need to meditate on good things. You may not be able to control your circumstances, but you can control your attitude and the thought process, th processes in the circumstances that you're in. Listen to the last part. It's, it's a little lengthy, but it says so much. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You've heard the old adage, if the world gives you a lemon, make lemonade. Well, I have another one. If the world gives you a lemon, don't suck on the lemon. Think about the blessings that God has given. I, I, I liken it this way. Today, I'm going to live today. Yesterday, it's gone. I can't redo that. Tomorrow hasn't come yet. I'm left with today. So today, I'm going to live today. I can't relive yesterday. I can't redo yesterday's challenges. I can learn from it. I can seek God's mercy for it. But I can't return to it. The sun, it's already gone down on yesterday. And it hasn't come up on, yet, on tomorrow yet. I've been given today. And so today, I'm going to live it. 
I'm going to face today. I'm going to live with today's music. I'm going to dance today's waltz with the music of today. I'm going to enjoy today because I've only got today. I can take a glance at tomorrow. I can get a little bit of an idea about it. But I can't do anything to change tomorrow because I live today. Today is the day God has given us. This is the day the Lord has made. I am going to rejoice and be glad in today. Today, he wants you to know his peace. He doesn't want you to be upset and anxious. You know what? This is a great day. And he has good things in store for you and me today. You can call out to him. You can pray. You can praise him. You can meditate on his goodness. Perhaps, though, you're not sure if you know him personally. May I encourage you today to turn your life over to him. He created it in the first place. He's got the best plan. He knows exactly what you need. He knows where you live, and he knows the challenges that you face. Today, can you just invite him to be a partner in your life? Can you ask his forgiveness and mercy? Can you just simply pray the simplest prayer? Oh, God, I need you. Forgive me. I receive you. I need you as my Savior. That's my prayer for you today. Because peace in your life and the absence of anxiety starts with the presence of Christ in your very being. Father, I thank you for each person that's a part of this day today. I pray your blessing over them. I pray your grace would comfort them and strengthen them. I pray that you go before them and guide them and direct them and help them. Father, I pray that you would minister to each one in a very specific way today. May your blessing rest upon each one, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And now, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, grant you peace and strength and comfort. And may he guide and direct you as you walk out your life with him. May God bless you. Have a great day in Jesus. Amen. Hey church, it's Pastor Jeff and Pastor Warren. We're super excited you're joining us today. Here's a couple things. We want to let you know that it is so important that our kids get church too. So we've provided links in the comments below and on our social media sites and on our website so that our kids can get kids church. Families, we encourage you, watch kids church with your kids. Learn, laugh, and grow together as a family. We don't want your kids to miss out on Jesus on their level. So you can find those in the comments below or any of our social media sites or our website. Check it out. 
Church, many of you have asked, how, how do we give? How do we continue to tithe in this weird season we're in? And that's a great question. You can drop off your tithe in the check form at the church office or at the mailbox, all those things. Um, that's available. Or you can give online. Uh, the link is provided in the comments and on the church website. We also want to encourage you not to just give here, but to invest in our community, support our community, especially those impacted in the restaurant and service industries. Um, what can we do to help support our community? Maybe it's grabbing takeout a couple times a week or grabbing some gift certificates if you're able, but let's not forget our community and, and how they're impacted. Let's pray together for this whole situation that God's favor would just be on, on those restaurants and on those individuals. We're praying for you, we're praying for this community, and we're believing the best is yet to come. And church, if this message impacts you in any way, shape, or form, please let us know. And if you're impacted in any way through this season of coronavirus and, and walking through this life, make sure that you contact us. We want to pray with you. We want to walk life with you. If you have a need, call our church office. Let us know so that you don't do this alone. This is how we do church. This is how we do family. We look out for one another. Be blessed.